Yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch this and be informed. <laughs> and then they stopped it and were like, protesters broke into the Capitol building. Which is ridiculous. Like the fact that you think you can just raid the building, especially in DC when you're not allowed to have any guns at all. Like, you, what are you going to do? You're going to get shot. That's what you're asking for. I'm surprised they didn't. Like, honestly, if they were anybody but a bunch of white protesters, they would have been shot. Yeah, and I just think they were overwhelmed. They were not expecting these group of people to go up there. And unfortunately, when it comes to protests like this, you don't know who's truly an advocate for that particular group and who's who's a pretender in any group. Either way, on the on the left side and on the right side, it's just absolutely insane. True. It- isn't it insane though? Have you seen those side by sides at all? No, because I'm uh, honestly I'm not gonna believe anything the media puts out because I was in the middle of a Black Lives Matter uh, protest and it was not going well. And the, one of the very few times that I actually feared for my life. I stopped my car in the middle of the street. I got out and got my guy out of the trunk. And rode Damn. around. It was that bad. There was yeah. hundreds of people with bad intentions. They were throwing things at the police. I, I was like, if you're going to throw stuff at the police, I'm not immune. Don't, yeah. The cops have gun and arrest powers. Pepper spray, tasers, <laughs> yeah. knives, shotguns, ARs, and you're going to throw stones at them? You don't give a damn about me. No, I... I... I totally understand that, and I, yeah, I, I would say that you're probably smart to do that. Yeah. But, so. but on, on the Capitol steps before the Black Lives Matter protests, they had National Guard there waiting. Oh, boy. And, like, for for this, which people have known it was going to be a shit show for a <laughs> while. Like, everybody knew Electoral College Count Day was going to be kind of a shit show. They had nobody there waiting. There weren't even police stationed on the Capitol steps. They had like a thin barricade, and that was it. Yeah, it's annoying. I guess they really did not think that many people were going to show up and and make us think about this. But what I don't understand what they didn't expect. They kind of gaslit these people for four years, and then they get oh, shot yeah. when these people show up. I was like, you are the reason why these people showed up. For sure, for sure. If the media would have been a little bit more fair and unbiased towards Trump, and just been civil about things, there would be no need for these people to show up. Well, I, I mean, Trump shares quite a bit of the blame. Oh, there, Trump, right? Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trump is a, Trump is an antagonist for sure, Absolutely. and he's not. You can tell he's not used to losing. Oh well, yeah, for sure. And and I get it when you got a billion dollars and you're used to uh, ram riding your way into whatever it is that you want. It's really it's really convenient that you get to sit in the Oval Office. And bully people into getting them to do what you want to do. I mean, that's a part of the privilege of being the president. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that no other president has done that. I'm sure they have. The difference is they weren't smart enough to allow someone to record them. That's well, the yeah. And, well, and, and there hasn't been social media in the past where you can whip up all these just dis- like all the dissidents can go and get guns and fucking <laughs> capital like that is that's a major that, difference right there a huge difference bro like yeah. a huge difference and the thing that i've been been noticing about these these loans that are out here is that they're just willy-nilly waving flags it's a bunch of people from texas out there which is making me a little ashamed <laughs> so, yeah, I, I saw a texas flag in the crowd i was like oh boy i'm not I a mean, ted cruz fan i'm not yeah. a fan of most of the texas republicans i have a i mean 
I, I, you're not a fan of career politicians in general, that's right? The, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. See, so I may, and maybe you can shed some light on this for me. I've been talking to Hero about this for several weeks now, and I've been really considering joining the Republican Party, not because I like them, but because I feel like I would have an easier road. Like I literally would go in there with a whip and just beat everybody. Oh, you mean as like as a candidate? Yeah, I was thinking I was going to be like the AOC of the Republican Party. They need somebody who's got massive balls to go in there and tell them, fuck you, I don't like you, you're a loser. Perfect example. The Republicans did not go after black people at all in the election. Yeah. Trump got 9 or 10% more black people to vote for him this time than he did last election. That's a huge deal. How is somebody that's a racist get this many but and it's mainly black men well, that went out to vote for him well see i i wouldn't say trump himself is a racist i would what i would say that. is trump does not mind sharing spaces with people who are white supremacists that's a fair assessment and i think and world, that's and i think that's why he doesn't go after the black vote though is because he likes that white supremacist vote actually dude. he actually did he made several statements he's like i mean especially when he ran the first time what do you have to lose it's like I don't have anything to lose. The Democrats been blowing smoke up my butt for 40, 50 years and I'm not better. So what, what do I have to lose? That was a good question that he asked. And yeah. uh, unfortunate for him, the party as a whole is out on black people. So it's really easy votes yeah. for the Dems to scoop up when you've got 90% of a group of people voting for you. It's pretty much a lot. So what I would like to do is I don't even need to move the needle all the way back. I just need to take 10 or 20% away from oh, the Democrats. I, I honestly, I think if you ran as a Republican, you'd be a cinch. Like, well, uh, but, and, and honestly, it's not even like you're a black man. It's like you can speak well and articulate your point. And I feel like that's better than a whole lot of politicians who are out there right now, either side. And the thing is, I think once because I know initially I come out and heroes talk to me about this. He's like, good luck, you know, trying to win over, over black people running as a Republican. For instance, he called me a Republican on our live last night and I had to yeah, I pause that. him. I said, no, 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 no. I am a, I am a yeah. classical liberal. I said, yeah. it just so happens that classical liberalism is labeled conservatism in yeah, this country I was, today. I was watching that this morning and I was, I was totally with you until we started talking about minimum wage, man. I know. I, so, so that's a, that's a perfect segue. I knew that's what you had. You had all against me on the minimum wage. So I, let's just, let's just start talking about the minimum wage because I have very all strong right. feelings. Um, and this isn't my idea. This is something that I've gotten from, um, I've read Milton Friedman's book, uh, capitalism to freedom. I actually have the book. It's in my, uh, in my bag. I've read it. And it, and it actually talks about this and him, another Walter E. Williams, who just passed away last month. Uh, Dr. Tom soul. I listen to a lot of these. These are, these are economists. And I, and I listen to the perspective and Tom soul made a really great point. He says when he was growing up as a kid in Harlem in the fifties, he was working for peanuts. He was working for, you know, 70, 80 cents a day. I mean, this is before the, the, the actual minimum wage was instituted. Yeah. And he actually pulls up the, uh, the, the economic statistics to show that minority groups with, before affirmative action actually were more likely to be employed in, in, in skilled labor positions than they are today. Well, but what I'd point out that's different from that time to this time is that we're now in a completely globalized economy. 
that's which is unfortunate to American citizens. Absolutely, it is unfortunate to American citizens. But but then Americans aren't competing on the American scale; they're competing on the global scale, and that's unfortunate. So then, yeah, absolutely. Because then, if we get rid of minimum wage, these corporations are going to try and pay pennies on the dollar for their labor because they can overseas because the cost of living is so different overseas. It is so. Perfect example. Is <laughs> is ironic that we're talking about the minimum wage because if we got rid of minimum wage, there would be no incentive for these companies to actually outsource these jobs to other countries. So they bring the jobs back. No, because it's not only minimum wage; it's also cost of living. So. Unless the cost of living drastically decreases in the U.S., then it's still going overseas because you can pay people like fractions of what you could pay Americans and they can live the same way. And but the American cost of living is high enough that you have exactly, to be paid a wage. I, 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 I don't disagree with that point. What I do want to see happen in this country is if the government is going to get involved, they should get involved in this. We will get rid of the minimum wage. And I think this is where the idea that you were talking about when it comes, I don't, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're talking about this specifically. <laughs> but I remember when I was in Arkansas, you were talking about a wealth cap. You can only right. make X amount of dollars every year and, and any excess is, is either completely taxed or completely under your discretion to donate to charitable organizations. And well, that, and what I would say is, is redistributed to the workers in your company. I agree. The best option. I that. completely agree. And the reason why is because I work at a, non, a nonprofit organization. At the end of the year, they have an obligation to distribute any leftover monies to us, the employees. So yeah. I get a bonus, cash bonus at the end of the year, and I get a profit sharing uh, bonus put deposited into a retirement account every year. So nice. it's the same percentage. But this is how, this is what we, when you talk about true wealth redistribution, that's what it's supposed to be. But it needs to be the corporations distributing the excess to the employees to keep the employees happy. Which, uh, yes. But like a corporation like Amazon yes. isn't going to do that. Of course. Because it just lines the pocket of their CEO and their founder. And and I understand what you're saying about how a wealth cap maybe isn't quite fair. But I mean, if we're talking in terms of fair, like, is it fair for Jeff Bezos to have over a hundred billion dollars and his workers to get paid slightly above minimum wage? I don't, I don't like how he pays his workers. I think that's wrong. But I also, at the same time, don't think it's wrong for Jeff Bezos to have to be able to earn as much money as he wants. Now, does oh, he? Now we start talking about want versus need. <laughs> Want versus need is a completely yeah. different thing. Does he need a hundred billion dollars? Who am I to say that he doesn't need a well, hundred no, no, no. billion dollars? Does anyone ever need a hundred billion dollars? It depends on what they do with the hundred billion dollars. Okay, perfect example. Let's use you or I. Jesse, okay. what what if you had a hundred billion dollars? Tell our audience, tell these identifiers okay. how you would spend the hundred, how you would use the hundred billion dollars. Now, is this where I've started a company that's made me a hundred yes. billion dollars? Let's say you started a company in your garage in 1996 and in 2021, it blew up to be a, a trillion dollar company and you okay. personally take home $150 billion a year. Okay. Well, well, let me step back and just explain my wealth cap cap. Yes, please. Uh, theory. So I think that no one should have over a billion dollars in personal wealth. Mm -hmm. So I would say if I had a hundred billion dollars net, that's my money. I am going to redistribute that to people within my company. 
Exactly. Or I can start charitable foundations with some of it. And, and I, can, I can redistribute that wealth throughout the people who have helped me gain that wealth mm-hmm. and throughout people who need it the most because no one needs more than a billion dollars. A billion dollars is, cr- it's like you never work again a day in your life kind yeah. of money. Like you can retire on a billion dollars easy. You can yes. buy a couple of yachts a day. you could you definitely could yeah so i mean i've been looking at a yacht it's less than a million dollars it's really nice so i I wouldn't mind a yacht do i get to go on that yacht absolutely it was like four staterooms on there and then two captain's rooms so yeah we got plenty of room for the fam man i need to get on in in on this bonus structure you got going on you buying a yacht nah listen i don't i don't i don't get paid that much (laughs) don't 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 let this job fool you like this is me (laughs) having businesses and being able to afford this my job's never gonna pay me enough to afford a yacht and i know that for sure so yeah man but no so go go into more detail on why you think a person should only only be well should be capped at a billion okay so just Bottom line, no one needs more than a billion dollars. With the cost of living the way it is right now, like maybe this could, the cap could increase with inflation. Um, but if you have a billion dollars, you can have anything you want for the rest of your life. You don't yes. need more than a billion dollars. And the good that that money could do that you're just keeping in your personal account is, is ex- like it's exponential. Like you could change people's lives with that amount of money. Absolutely. And and just from a like purely nationalistic standpoint, you could make this country noticeably better Mm. by distributing that money to the people or to charitable organizations or being taxed. Like any way that money is going to make the lives of way more people than yourself, like vastly better. Hmm. I think that's a great idea unfortunately with the way <laughs> our society is set up it is avarice is at the top of the list of things that people operate in selfishness avarice same to me they go hand in hand people only looking out for themselves thinking about themselves want to do for themselves and maybe maybe the people that they love if they love anyone but a lot of these egomaniacal human beings don't care about anyone or anything i mean we all know Jeff Bezos because he's low-hanging fruit. I mean, he's divorced. Whoa. Richest man in the world. So they say. I don't think he's the richest man. He's the richest man in the world that we talk about, not the actual richest men in the world. The richest people in the world are the, the Rothschild family and some of these uh, these uh, oil barons out in the Middle East. I mean, these people are worth trillions and trillions. The Sultan of Brunei has a fleet of Lamborghini limousines. I mean, seriously. How do well, you have like- a... Sounds to me like he's just a little flashier than Jeff Bezos. I mean, he is. I mean, he a <laughs> lot flashier. I mean, a lot of these people who are really, truly wealthy beyond what we've seen in America don't want their name out there. They don't want pictures of themselves out there. They they have le- legitimate wealth that can I never mean, be taken away. That's the smartest way to do it. Because, it I mean, honestly, with the amount of wealth inequality in this country, like with the poorest people and the richest people, it's yeah. insane to me that there haven't been like some billionaires who have gotten their comeuppance from yeah. the from the poor people. And, and there's that's, so that's, many more, way more. And the crazy thing is, to your to your point, is that these people who have billions of dollars are just walking around seemingly untouchable seemingly untouchable no one's come after these people but like the closest thing i've seen to any rich people 
even being remotely afraid is Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi getting their houses vandalized recently. I was like, you yeah. guys are absolute turret sandwiches and deserved it. I mean, you deserved the worst, but that's all you got. I mean, I can I control you based on that, but you should. I'm I'm not gonna say what I think because this this is gonna go on YouTube and this is gonna be in the ether forever. I mean, I probably already said enough bad stuff for people to 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 castigate me, but I I don't think that we've done enough to put fear in the hearts of the politicians. And this Real is. Quick. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, should I be recording my screen? I'm recording. Oh, okay. Good yeah, deal. I'm recording. Okay. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think that they um that they have that we've done enough as a as a people in this country, like the actual true Americans, not these slicksters, these <laughs> snake oil salesmen that we have in Washington D.C. I think we haven't put enough fear into their heart, and I think what against, against what anyone has said about what's going on in D.C. today, this is the first time we heard politicians admit that they were afraid. Mitch, uh, not Mitch McConnell, but Cuck Schumer just came out and said, we and some of the other people in who are upholding democracy feared for our life. I was like, yes, you did, because you saw a massive mob of people that you did not know where they were from, where they were going, and what intentions they had run up on your place of business where you've been allowed to do illegal activity for God knows how long. See, yeah, I, that's a, that's a very positive spin to put on it. I'm not, but, it's not but spin, the, but I'm, I'm just saying that's to no. for me, the only positive thing I can take away from it. I Fair don't enough. like it. I don't like no, it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Cause yeah, that, I mean, that is a very positive thing to come out of it, but it's coming out of these people being willfully misled by the president of the United States about election fraud, which is what I'm starting to, to your point, man, I'm starting to find that people are not as smart as I want to believe that they are. I, man, it makes me so sad. So you and I can sit here and not agree politically, but can have uh, a calm, respectful dis <laughs> exchange of ideas because the, our humanity is greater than I, our ideals. Yeah. And so I can respect you as a human being, whether we disagree. I mean, for everybody that's watching that, my brother texted me this today. He was watching our live stream and come and said, I, while I completely disagree with you, I can respect what you say because you said it, uh, it was positive and it was well articulated. That's respect. Like, I don't have to agree with everybody. And, and a person doesn't have to agree with me for me to decide if I like them or not. I, 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 don't, I don't know how we have gone. The, the pendulum has swung so far in one direction that if you don't agree with me, you hate me, you don't like me, and I don't want nothing to do with you. Well, and I know, I know this is something that you might not necessarily agree with, actually. But I think that it's a show of strength to admit, hey, I said something and I was wrong in the past. Like I, I know we've kind of gone back and forth on that in the past because you said it, it's not necessarily strong to admit that you were wrong in the past. But and from a politician, I don't take it from a politician. See, if, if Jesse, Fair if enough. you said something and you came out and apologized, I was like, that contrition shows maturity. Fair so, enough. But from a politician who has something on the line, who has something to gain by feeding me some BS, I'm w way more hesitant to believe it. I, and, I, and I have a, a quote that I've said, I don't believe what politicians say, only what they do. So until you show me and do something different than what you've done in the past, your words don't matter to me. Now, if you get in the office, jo Joseph Ribbonette Biden, 
and you fulfill <laughs> all your campaign promises, I mean, first thing you need to do is change your, change your middle name. Like your parents Man, did you a disservice with that. What's up name. with these Democrats having the weirdest like middle names? I ugh. Barack Hussein, like you know, Ribbonette. That's weird. Yeah, and again, Rodham. Rodham was the last one. Yeah, I thought Rodham was her maiden name. Oh, is it? I don't know her middle name then. If Rodham was her maiden name, I thought Rodham was her middle was not. I don't think that was her middle name because I mean, what woman goes by first and middle name and last name? They usually go by first name, last name, and hyphenated like last name, like marriage. So I just think the Rodham Clinton is actually. Hillary Rodham is her maiden name, but I could be I could be wrong. I'd have to like wiki or Google it or something. Just real quick, if I could completely hop off topic for just a second. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Hillary Clinton on uh, Conan O'Brien, the comedian, oh, the late night show, his podcast. Yeah. And she told a story that really upset me where uh-huh. she, <laughs> she said she used to practice law in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is yeah. where I live. Mm-hmm. And, and she said that uh, she was practicing court in the late 70s and a group of deer hunters came in to see the lady lawyer because they were so shocked there was a woman lawyer wow it's like man unless arkansas has changed a ton in the past 30 years that is a fake story that she told really (laughs) like i just i i can't see that being real like a bunch of deer hunters are going to leave their hunt to come into the courthouse to see a woman practicing law like no, they're not. It doesn't sound real. And if they are, they're coming in to see why a lady lawyer is even allowed in a court. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that either. I mean, this. That's like her pandering to me, telling me she's got hot sauce in her bag. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I mean, I I voted for Hillary when she ran, but Mm-mm-mm. she's she's a New Yorker. She's not an Arkansan. Like she's a New Yorker. She is extremely liberal, and I think she's gotten progressively worse as a human being as as she's aged. I don't, I don't, I don't like Hillary Clinton at all. I never liked her as a politician. In fact, I didn't even vote in 2016. You know why? Because I literally thought she had it locked up. I didn't. Even, I'm not gonna go waste my vote on, on voting too. for Trump. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like you. But I think the the powers that be want you. And then when she lost, I just. Oh, I cried with with joy just to see how long her face was. I was like, bro, you lost to Donald Trump. Like, you're the worst politician. I mean, when the news media comes out and say Hillary Clinton is the worst politician ever, I was like, bro, Hillary's the reason why we have Trump as a president. They should Absolutely. Well, no, I'll take that back. I'll do one better. The DNC is a reason why we got a Trump presidency. And then they... Dude, the DNC resisted it. They resisted it. Barack Obama was not the number one seed when he came in to run for president. Like, Hillary was was supposed to have it then. But the people liked Barack more. See, the thing that people don't understand is Hillary's got an unlovable face. (laughs) Well... She's just, she's that kind of career politician that you can't see her humanity anymore. No, but like you can't see her as a person like Barack Obama. You can still see him as a person. Hillary yeah. Clinton is a robot of a human, like At, a Ted Cruz, like a Mitch McConnell. Oh, don't get me started on those losers. I mean, I do not like Ted Cruz. I mean, I was like, bro, you need to shave your face. That beard isn't working for you. Oh, man. I, I hadn't seen the beard until this Ooh, morning. It's gnarly. It's, uh, well, <laughs> and not in a good way. It's, oh, no, not gnarly. Grody. Right. Grody's a better word. And, and, and Mitch McConnell, I've never liked that turtle face, son of a gun. I, man, I, don't, I, I will say the turtle 
the turtle was speaking some truth when he opened up the Senate debates. Yeah, for once in his life, he said something that was agreed. Honest. <laughs> agreed for once in his life. I, I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell. No, but but I was happy to hear what he said because what he said actually made a lot of sense. Did you did you end up catching that this morning? No, I have not heard Mitch McConnell. If I see his face come on, I'm honestly being transparent. <laughs> I'm gonna change it. And people look at me and like, man, Eric, you're supposed to be conservative, and no, I'm an objective conservative. If I'm gonna be lumped into that group, I I can see BS and call it out. Well, and as far as the segue goes, I think that's that's about perfect because. Neither of us, me or you, are fans of career politicians. Yes, that's definitely the truth. Why are you not a fan of career politicians? I Probably for the same reason as you, is because once they get in there, and they're in there for, I'd say, more than two terms, Yep. they're no longer for their constituency. They're for the lobbyists who are pe- who are lining their pockets Yep. at that point. And, and that's both sides of the aisle. Yep. That's Democrats and Republicans, and that's why I consider myself an independent. And I wouldn't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. I lean more liberal, mm-hmm. but but you can't trust either of these parties to do what should be done. Yes, and to your point, I think we need to have some term limits. So what are your ideas on term limits? Term limits? Okay, so for senators, senators are elected every two years. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Okay, I'd say three terms for senators. Agreed. Uh, how, how long is the House in there? I thought it was three or six years. I forget. I can't remember. I, I think it might be six. I think you're yeah. right. Because yeah. I don't think they do odd number elections. No, I think it's probably six. I think it's six years. I can't I can't remember. So six years, I'd say two terms max, maybe yes. even one term. Because it shouldn't be a career. To be a no. politician shouldn't be a career choice. Exactly. It should I, be a civil service that you take some time out of your career to do. Yeah. I, and I think having those limits and what I would, what I would say though, the thing that I would make sure is that if you've served as a, not one term, you'd have to do at least two terms in the, in the state or federal that you get your, um, your, you and your family, your immediate family, your wife, children, husband, children, get your um, health insurance uh, premiums paid for, for your service. I think it's a respect thing. I think it's, it's, it makes sense to do. And I also think that whatever the the median um, how if you're a single person and you're running for um, a political seat in our in our house that you have to get paid whatever the median income is for a family that's all you get so if you have a two-person household whatever the median income is in this country for two people that's all you get to take home that's now see I would say even a little different is I would say the medium income for the state that you represent because, because then you're working for your constituency because if your constituency is not making money, then you're not making money. And so you've got to be working for your people. And I, and I, and so when I say that, I, I don't mean, Hey, this is your money. Now go get a house and pay your bills. I mean, you get right. government housing for you and your family. Right. So if you have two or three children, we put you up in a place. You don't have to pay rent that money that you earn. Yes, you do pocket that money, but you will pay taxes on the money. You will pay them at the lowest single rate so that you get taxed the least, but you get to take that money home and you don't have to worry about rent. So they'll give you opportunity to save, invest just like every other American. You don't get to go take lobbyist money. If we find out, you're, you're done. 
immediately. No, no lobbyists here, no major corporations with some kind of off, offshore bank account that they're funding the money, no Bitcoin, no favors, yeah. no quid pro quo. We don't need none of that stuff anymore. It's all out the window. Well, and see, and term limits solve a good amount of the problem. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got the people who work for the party itself mm. who would be tapping these people to come and run for these positions. Yep. And I, I don't see any way that there's not major corruption in the United States unless there's at least a third party, if not a fourth and a fifth. Wow. I, I'm going to – I asked Hero this question. He, he said yes to what I asked. I said, right now in this country, this is the first time since I've been alive that I've seen the actual potential for a third party to rise up. Oh, man. Joe Jorgensen got like 0% of the vote. Like she got a little bit of the vote. She got very little. Okay. What do you think about this for 2024? Trump got 75 million people to vote for him. The Republican Party obviously does not like him. They have been... As soon as they knew he was taking an L, they jumped off the bandwagon and have been. It's kind of half and half, dude. 60 representatives objected to Arizona's count today because of Trump. They did, but only because they don't have anybody else. If, if If the Republicans had another option, they would have... They would have been clinging to that option. I think they're doing that as a last dish effort to to hold more power than they're actually going to be able to hold with a, 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 a all blue government. And the Senate, the House, and the executive branch all seem like it's a lock for the for the blue blue team. So the red team has nowhere to go. They're not going to get anything done. They're just going to go to Washington and collect the check and get the reach around from as many corporations and line their pockets because they're not going to get any of their agenda passed unless they're riding a blue wave so what if in 2024 because mike pence will not be trump's running mate i promise that oh he threw him under the bus today of course he did because he's trying to show everybody he's american and he's strong and he's a he's a he's a loser so what if (laughs) what if the 2024 ballot was trump and sanders 2024 independent if Trump and Sanders teamed up, 2024, then, would you vote man, for that? Absolutely not. You wouldn't vote Trump for those. Sa- no, Trump, and, Trump Sanders? and Sanders have opposite policies. If they team up, that is purely I, like let's I, see if I, we I can don't, get this vote. I don't. I don't. I don't think so, though. Here's the thing: like, I've watched what Trump did. Trump outleft the left on a lot of things I, and and i don't i listen to jimmy Dore, and i don't agree with what, with what he's doing as far as the progressives are concerned i understand why he's doing it. i just don't like the means he's taking to get there but one thing that i know is that he said trump out left the left when why is it that trump had to say we need two thousand dollars why is it that he says i'll sign the 1.9 uh, trillion dollar stimulus why did we sign for half a stimulus why, why did he say that? In my opinion, he said that because he knows he's on the ropes and he's trying to just keep his constituency, who he knows are like a, a lot of his constituency are low-income white people who could use that $2,000. So he's trying to keep them. He He's not, I mean, we all know he's not bound to the Republican Party and he's, he's not, not bound to their policies. Yeah. Which is why half the Republican Party hates him, and it's That's pretty exactly apparent right. that they do. 
They do because he's not a real Republican. They know he right. voted Democrat the majority of his adult life and, and given more money to them than he has to the to the Republicans. Right. And that's why they resent him. He came over came into the party and took it completely over and completely decimated the traditional Republican way of doing things, which is extremely passive and go along to get along. There's nobody in the Republican Party that's really that aggressive. We haven't had like, in my opinion, a legit Republican since John McCain. I, I admire John McCain. I disagree with him on a lot of things, but John McCain was a man of honor. And like that's sure. not Trump. He's not no, a man of honor. He's a absolutely not. Trump, Trump's out there for himself. Yeah, no. I mean, like like most politicians. That's the one thing I can say that that he for had sure. in common with the majority of politicians. He's he's out oh, for, for sure for him first, and everybody else last. And unfortunately, that's the problem in this country. But getting. Those running those people out is an uphill battle because there's so much money and drugs but, and guns behind those people. But see, his potential running mate that you just said, Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. I don't think is one of those career politicians. I don't think Bernie Sanders is out there for himself because he could have gave himself an easier road. He could have um, made more. He couldn't. I don't think he could have because you don't the, think so. No, the, the the reason why is because what Bernie actually believes the DNC, the Democratic Party will never, never allow that. And I think absolutely. And that's why he made a mistake giving his allegiance to them. He did that so he could solidify his position and still have a level of influence. Now he's a millionaire. Notice he didn't say the millionaires and billionaires anymore. He just says the billionaires because he is a millionaire who lives in Vermont. Unfortunately, I think. Him trying to get back out here is not going to work. If he and Trump, and I think because if you go back and look at the, not at what Trump said, but what he did, I think Trump's a lot more moderate in what he did than a lot of people on the left. I, I personally believe that. Um, I mean, it's, these are classical I mean, these are classical liberal positions: self reliance, limited government, no war, bringing home the troops. It's just hard to believe that he is like it's hard to say ignore what he said look at what he did because he says such ridiculous oh, it's, hateful things man 100 100% but the thing the here's the thing that I that I say which person do you want do you want more and I ask hero this and I'll ask you I'll ask you this question which person do you do you want to to know which person do you want around you probably don't either want either one around so, uh, that's probably going to be my answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you, but you have to pick. You only, you only, get, okay. you only get. You have All to right. pick. So, which person do you want around? Do you want the person who hates your guts that tells you that they hate your guts, or do you want the person who never tells you that they hate you, never shows any signs of hatred? They sit next to you at work, next to you in your cubicle. And one day, some event happens, and they come in and they threat and they threaten your person. Which one do you do? Do you want? Do, which one would you rather have? All right, I I got some follow up questions here. Okay, so I'm trying to be as honest as possible here. Mm-hmm. All right, how long do I know this person before they threaten me? Let's say you know you. Let's say you know both people uh, the same amount of time. One year. One year. Mm-hmm. And so for one year, I have to deal with someone talking shit to me to my face for a year. Mm-hmm. Is my life threatened when they no. threaten me? No, that person never threatens your life. I'd rather deal with a pleasant person. You'd rather deal if with I'm the- be- If I'm being completely honest, I would. You- because I don't like when people, I don't like, I don't like conflict. 
Like I deal with conflict. I'm a manager. I have to deal with conflict. I deal with people who are angry all the time. I deal with employees who are angry all the time. But if I'm going to get a year of no conflict and then one big conflict versus a year of constant conflict, I'd rather go with the person who's going to be nice to me for a year and then have one big conflict. So the person who pretends to be nice, this person hates your guts the entire time. They just pretend to be nice to you because they have to work with you. Now, do I know? Because I'm not very perceptive. You can ask your sister, my wife, (laughs) and she's going to tell you I'm oblivious (laughs) to most things. Hey, we're dudes. I think a lot of times if it's not (laughs) something that we're really focused on, we're completely oblivious to it. So, I mean, I think there's a little bit of wiggle room there. But so the question I ask Hero, which races do you do you want? Do you want the races that cause you an N word to your face? Or do you want the racist that works next to you in a cubicle that got fed up and came and shot you (laughs) working next to you? Okay, now we said my life was not going to end here. No, I said no. I'm saying they were threatening. So the person who 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 hated your guts <laughs> never threatened your physical person, but the person who never said anything to you and worked next to you comes in and threatens your physical person. Okay. You still want the pleasant person? Now, is this going to end my life? Is somebody going to call yes, me a this is going, and shoot me in the head? Yes, this is what probably will happen. <laughs> which which uh, one do you want? The one that you well, know, I mean, or one that you don't know? Well, I mean, for sure, if it's going to be like. If we're talking permanence here, like I'm going to yeah. deal with something permanently for the yes. rest of my life, I'd rather go with this, with somebody who's going to argue with me every day than someone who's going to affect my life permanently, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, that's, and I think that's what we're dealing with. So that's what I, when I, when I talk about Trump, I was like, the first president, good or bad, whatever anybody thinks, I knew what that dude was thinking all the time because he, he tweeted every single thought that he had. Man, it's embarrassing, though. It's, it's, embarrassing. It, it, it's embarrassing, but it's also informative. I know exactly what this guy is <laughs> going to do. I know what he's going to say, and I know how this is going to play out. Didn't have that with Bush. Didn't have that with Obama. I didn't have well, that I mean, with Clinton. I don't think Bush was thinking much, man. He was just that boy like, is, that boy I want to quit giving this speech right now. That's what he was thinking all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that dude, that, <laughs> oh, my God, that dude. Hope nobody throws another shoe at me. Yo, he, hey, that weave game was serious, though. He ducked that so hard. Like, bro, look at those reflexes. Uh, <laughs> look at those reflexes. But No, man, I, I know you're not, like, a big Obama fan. Absolutely. Obama, Obama made us look so good. Yeah, like as us, a country, he made us look so good. He made us look good, but for the wrong reasons. I mean, he is just because, first of all, who's got anything to say about a sharp-dressed black dude with a wife and two kids who really grew up in the south side of Chicago, went to Ivy League, got into community activism? I mean, for the sure. story is like perfect. But you got to give him so much credit. I mean, name a better orator in the history of our presidents, period. Black or white, a better speaker than Obama. Ooh, JFK. Oh, no way. JFK, JFK's a good speaker. Don't get me wrong. JFK's a good speaker. I liked Eisenhower. I don't think he's better. I liked, I liked FDR giving speeches. Didn't FDR like any of his with politics. His, with his fireside? FDR might be the closest. If we don't put FDR over Obama, we got a problem. FDR, yeah. the, 
the, F- the FDR is mo- the one that you could probably convince me of. I, d- I do not agree with anything that FDR did politically. He was an outright socialist, and I am not for that. Well, and how many terms is that? And that's like four-term president. He, I mean, he was elected to a fourth. He he served three. Was elected to a fourth, but was physically unable to perform his duties. So, I mean, again, and the things that he instituted, I'm like, I don't want to see those again. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're going back there. The, the closest we got to that was the Great Society with Lyndon Baines Johnson. That was probably the most detrimental thing to our republic since FDR. I mean, FDR got us out of a bad way, but it was at a 94% tax rate. So, I mean... Seems like every night Don't care who's wrong or right I hope the end is like Slow it down and we can catch the vibes The vibes